You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 191. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I am here to be your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. This is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends, my friend. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real, as always, is brought to you by the Freedom Group, the monthly membership for smart women just like you who are ready to stop eating from stress and habit and make more space for happiness in their life. The Freedom Group just closed for enrollment for new members, but if you're interested, get on the wait list in the show notes so that I can let you know when we open up for you next. All right, let's get started with your coaching session. Here's what we're working on today. Why it's hard to keep your promises to yourself when you're tired. Does that resonate with you? Recently in the Freedom Group, we were having a discussion about how hard it is to keep your promises to yourself when you're tired. And so I am dedicating this podcast to my lovely Freedom Group member who wanted to know more about how to overcome some of her not so helpful eating habits on days when she didn't get enough sleep. You may have heard me talk in previous podcasts about how sleep affects weight loss and eating, and there are two parts to this problem. One is the physiological part, and that's what happens to your hormones when you don't get enough sleep. The hormones leptin and ghrelin, which control your feelings of hunger and fullness, get out of whack, and it becomes hard to tell when you should eat and when you should stop. The physiological changes from those hormones, from being tired, they're pretty easy to see and feel. You know how it feels to be tired. But the other perspective that we're going to talk about today has to do with the thoughts you have about being tired and how it will affect you and your eating. My story early in my coach training was that if I didn't get enough sleep, I would wake up tired, of course, and automatically assume that it wouldn't be a good day. I was in perimenopause and I had teenagers and there was always a lot going on. So missing sleep wasn't unusual for me at that time. The next day though, all my negative thoughts about how my tiredness would affect me, they'd all come up. I would worry that I wouldn't get things done. I assumed ahead of time that if I were tired, I'd never stick to any plan. And then I practiced what I believed. I'd say, oh, what the heck? And I'd give in to all the urges of my lower brain. I'd eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted it, in whatever quantities I wanted. I basically gave up on myself on those days right from the beginning of the day. You're tired, you're going to overeat. No discussion, no thinking it through. I just surrendered to my beliefs. 
No sleep equaled a bad day and a bad eating day. My coaching buddy at the time, Lori, if you're listening, she challenged me. She showed me that although I would feel physically different than I would if I had gotten enough sleep, it was my beliefs, my thoughts about the lack of sleep that created a drive to do things that were simply not helpful. It wasn't a done deal. It wasn't inevitable. It was my thoughts. This was a major awakening for me at the time, because as I continued to sometimes have nights that were less than restorative with good sleep, I was able to see what I was doing to myself, and then I was able to catch myself. As the years went by and I created my own coaching programs and I learned how my brain works, which you're learning if you listen to me, I realized that the combination of physiology and psychology had major effects on my body and my brain, which also meant that what I did was affected too, and definitely how I ate was affected. One of the things that happens when you don't get enough sleep is that you're below your best operating level. Think back to the last time you felt sick or tired or under the weather in general. When this happens to you, your lower brain takes over just as it's supposed to. It takes over so that you can exert less energy. Your brain sends signals that you're vulnerable, you're weak, you should slow down, and you go into the state of being kind of on autopilot without realizing it. You think you're still in charge of you, but you're not 100%. Your lower brain tries to help you do what you've always done because it knows that you need to use less energy than if you're more awake and well-rested, and had more brain resources available to you. So when you're tired and you're not at your peak, your lower brain gives you these signals to relax, take it easy, do whatever, and eat in a more relaxed way. Let's take a look at what happens to you. Your thoughts are slower when you don't have enough sleep. It's going to feel like saying no to doing what's right suddenly becomes a very appealing option to you, right? It becomes easier to blow off things that you plan to do the way that you plan to show up that day. Easier to just say, who cares? You might find yourself eating possibly in a way that would be less likely for you if you were well-rested and you had a plan that you were able to follow. When you don't get enough sleep, your memory is worse, and it's likelier that you're going to simply forget what you were even working on, what your plans and your intentions were, and you're less able to learn new things, new ideas. In some of us, losing the sleep that we need can increase the chance of creating depression. You might just have a whole bunch of, I just don't care, lower brain thoughts, you definitely will feel less able to make a clear focus, to maintain a clear focus. I know for me, it felt like I would make plans, but I couldn't follow through. I might plan to maybe do some food shopping that day, so I would have the foods that I needed in the house for me. But if I was tired, I'd be much more likely to blow off that plan and just eat anything easy like ordering in or driving through or getting pizza. 
I might have planned to do some simple food prep, but if I was tired, that idea suddenly wouldn't be so appealing. I might think, oh, well, who cares? And the food would sit and sit until it became less fresh and less appealing and it had to be tossed. Have you ever bought to prep and thrown away? When you're tired, you're definitely dealing with a slower reaction time too. So when you come to that fork in the road of making an eating decision, you might act out of instinct and just say yes to something that looks appealing without thinking ahead logically. Did I really want to do this or eat that? And what will the effect be if I do? So if somebody offers you sweets in the moment of being tired, Your lower brain is going to see the sweets and think, oh, that's good. That's a reward. Grab some. And it's only later that you'll see that your brain wasn't aligned with what you really wanted to do. You were too slow to react correctly in a helpful way by looking at the choice in front of you, gathering information to see what you want in the big picture and making a clean decision about the sweets. When you're sleep deprived, you'll tend to make worse decisions. You tend to default to your old way of thinking and eating. You might also experience worse judgment skills and have worse self-control. When you're in these states of tiredness and your lower brain feels like it's in charge, it might look like having a plan, but in the moment you choose the instant gratification and you ditch your plan. Have you ever done that? When you're short on sleep, you're going to want to do the easiest and most pleasurable thing versus what's good for you in the big picture. So that might mean you saying yes to things that take you away from what you really want and saying no to doing or eating things that would take you closer to what you want. When you're tired, you're more likely to see the things you want to do as really, really hard. And remember, your brain naturally is wired to be always looking for the easy thing. So even when you're well-rested, you're working to overcome your brain's natural desire to do all the pleasurable things versus do the right things. When you're tired, you will feel and be less creative. So it's going to feel like, I can't come up with a solution in the moment. When you're confronted with food that you didn't plan for, or food that doesn't necessarily meet your guidelines for how you want to eat, or food that's offered to you by somebody that you want to please. When this happens, all these situations are going to be harder for you when you're tired Then if you had a good amount of sleep, you're going to find it hard to come up with options. You might feel in the moment of the unplanned, unexpected food offering kind of helpless, like you have no choice but to eat it. You might think, well, what was I supposed to do? In the case of being offered food that doesn't normally meet your standards to eat on a regular basis, you won't feel sharp enough to think ahead about how you'll feel after you eat it. You're just going to probably react in the moment because you won't be able to visualize the future effect. And if someone you care about offers you food that you just aren't hungry for in that moment, 
you might not be able to come up with a simple way to say, no thanks. And your brain will tell you, oh, go ahead, just eat it. It might be easier. And of course, you think you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You're not thinking, though, about how eating that thing will impact you. Can you see how much more challenging it is to act in your own best interest when you're tired? You want something fast and easy, and you don't want to exert a lot of effort, either in getting it or thinking through how to turn it down or why you might want to do that. So if you're one of the people who are tired and you're frustrated that you're not keeping your promises to yourself, you might want to consider back up and think about making sleep more important for you than it currently is. Now, lots of us don't prioritize sleep. One of my friends, a psychotherapist, recently talked with me about the importance of sleep in being able to operate at full speed. In fact, most people who struggle with all kinds of problems may very well not be getting enough sleep. We don't get enough sleep because most of us, maybe you, don't value it enough, right? We think that the need to stop and slow down and restore ourselves makes us weak. We push ourselves as far as we can, and we think it's kind of a badge of honor. We even brag about how little sleep we need, and that leads us to create a sleep debt. Think about the habits that make you feel solid and whole. The real basic foundational habits, creating good health, getting enough sleep, eating nourishing foods, all good lifestyle habits, including prioritizing self-care. Sleep is always on that list of habits for a good, satisfying life. It's a basic. So how do you overcome this if you're often tired because you don't get enough sleep and it's preventing you from eating the way a natural eater eats? First, to try to get more sleep you need to create a sleep schedule. In other words, create a routine and put it in place to make sure you're doing everything you can to help good sleep happen to you. That means that you plan for your bedtime instead of running full speed ahead until you just crash and pass out. You let the evening lead up to your sleep. Here's where you can have some things to think about for the night before to try to prevent the loss of sleep and program yourself to think a little bit differently when you wake up. So when you go to sleep, a thought that you can borrow is, I will do my best to get a good night's sleep tonight. Clear your mind by doing a brain dump. Capture whatever you're concerned or worried about and get it out of your head onto paper because this will allow your brain to stop having all those thoughts and worries spin around and it will let your brain rest. See sleep as a way of showing yourself some love. I want you to have a sleep protocol where you do some evening rituals and get into bed, giving yourself time to ease into sleep. This is a way of being preventative to try to not lose sleep. I also want you to take away the fear 
of having a tired day the next day. So if you try to sleep well and you still toss and turn and you're still tired the next day, here's what you could do. Program yourself, meaning think ahead of time, that if need be and your sleep is not great, you will wake up and do a smooth switch to your plan B. If you can't help yourself get better sleep or you're working on it, or it's after the fact and you had a rough night, it's already happened, then you need to manage your mind to combat your physiology. The thoughts you might have when you wake up after a non-restful night are thoughts you've practiced. So when you wake up, you think some of these things and you assume they're just facts, just like I used to do. I think things like, today's going to be so hard. I'm going to be so tired today. I have no choice to overeat today just to get through the day because I need the energy. That's a good one. Or I would think, I'll just start tomorrow. There's no point in even trying. Think about how those thoughts would feel if you thought them. You wouldn't feel determined and motivated. You'd feel defeated first thing in the morning. So I want you to create and then practice some new thoughts. You need to do this ahead of time so that your brain doesn't go into its habit and think what you've always thought. Some of the things you could think ahead of time are, or plan them ahead of time, I got less sleep, I know I have a sleep debt tomorrow, so let me prepare. These thoughts are kind of like a type of self-care. You're looking at where you are and seeing where you need to go to best get through the next day. So after a not so great night, what could you think in the morning? Try these on. I'm tired and I'm still in charge. I can do a plan B of what I most need to do. I don't have to toss the whole plan if I can't do all the things I wanted. If I'm not able to do one thing, I don't have to not do all the things. In other words, you don't have to go into black or white, all or nothing thinking. Be kind to yourself. Exercise some self-compassion, maybe even pampering. And pampering does not mean overeating extra food, but it definitely means not giving up totally. Plan B is what has to be done, not necessarily your best day ever, not necessarily your most productive day. Decide what are the bare minimums you need to do on a tired day. How could you simplify your eating and not get off track totally? Remember, we're not aiming for perfect. I want you to give yourself a break from aiming for perfect, and that break, that plan B, definitely does not mean eat whatever, whenever. Now, more than ever, with less sleep, you need self-care. And as always, your eating still needs to correspond to your body's hunger and fullness signals. That's how we eat, right? So this week, I want you to notice your sleep patterns. Notice what you tell yourself when you are in the middle of the night and you're tossing and turning and having trouble get to sleep. Notice what you tell yourself when you wake up after a night of not getting enough rest. 
and I want you to come up with a new thought ahead of time or borrow one of the ones that I just suggested to you so that you could get through this day without giving up your plans for how you eat, your plans for how you manage yourself, or your plans for self-care. You can definitely do this, especially if you think about it ahead of time. I have a gift for you, and it will help you figure out why you struggle. It's called The Five Big Reasons Weight Loss is So Hard, The Truth About Why You Failed in the Past and How to Move Forward in the Future. You will find the link to it in the show notes, or you could just go to weightlossmadereal.com slash gift. I created it for you, and it will be helpful. I promise. Now, I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and that habitual overeating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We know that's your ultimate goal. So for right now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I'll see you back here next week.